Welcome to Same Cast Different Day Podcast. I'm Martel Rowland, and, and SMA is here with us, holding down the fourth, I guess, Old Man Theater. We have two special guests here with us. We have Jason and Dustin. How's it going? It's going well. Pretty good. All right. So to start things off, Jason, you have a new project that's uh, coming up soon. Now, before I got into my other stuff, I want to know what can we expect for some of those characters and when is the dropping? Yeah, um, so Lonely Echoes, right now we have it on the books to start filming in May. Um, and that depends on how our funding ends up. Um, right now we have an Indiegogo campaign going live. Um, I think it's got about 15 days left in, in, its, uh, in its campaign. And it's the third film in a, uh, in a four film series called the alone saga. It's um, uh, I describe it as kind of like um, seven meets psycho. Um, if you like both of those films, you will love this film. Uh, so it's uh, it follows a detective uh, named uh, Kim Spencer. Uh, her sister has gone missing and she's looking and searching for what happened to her sister. She comes to like this small rural town tries to uh, connect with the uh, local police department and, and try to figure out what happened to her sister. And in the process, she uncovers a whole bunch of crazy uh, secrets that this town has. Yeah. Speaking of the alone film, the one that I had did watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not expect that plot turn. That took a whole different turn that I did not see coming at all. What what, what you were writing that, like what came to mind? Like, yeah, nobody would suspect this person of doing these type of crimes. Yeah, that was that was uh, the the main point uh, when we first sat down to kind of come up with a with a cool concept of a short film that we could do with a small, small cast, uh, not a whole lot of location, something easy. And um, we really wanted a really cool twist like that, something. uh, something people won't see coming, and um, and then and then we added in the theme of being alone, and kind of built that into the character, and expanded it out into the world around her, as well. And uh, that's what we came up with. That's nice, Dustin. Uh, so everybody can get to know you. Do you have any upcoming projects or anything you're working on? Um, Lonely Echoes. Um. Let's see, there's another one that I might be getting, so I can't really talk about that yet. Um, but it just depends on how they go with production. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of films right now, it's pretty, uh, it, you know, uh, it's with everything going on in the world right now, it's just kind of slow, but it's all good. All right. Yeah. So question for the both of you. Uh, so what inspired you to get into the, the world of film? Oh man, I uh, I just grew up watching horror films throughout the '80s. My parents and my family would go to the drive-in theaters. We'd watch double features in the back of uh, back of our Chevy. Uh, put sleeping bags and blankets and stuff down in the in the um, in the bed of the Chevy truck and just watch films and just fell in love with it. Uh, the storytelling. Um, I think that that horror is the most pure genre. It. Uh, um it's the most creative and uh i just i I love it so Mm -hmm. yeah same for me uh honestly i love the collaboration of different like fields of study you know you have like like a theater type so you have like the acting you know the stage production that gets Mm -hmm. recorded um and then you have all the post-production stuff 
and it's just this like amalgamation of different fields that like come together and i i started with wanting to be just like strictly just a violinist like a professional violinist Mm -hmm. um and then in college uh a composer for a film was like hey can you play violin uh for my film um and i was like that sounds awesome you know so then that leaned me towards film and then someone asked me hey you're a music guy uh can you compose some music and then i slowly kind of went through there so for me the biggest part is that collaboration that working with people who have a passion for um a certain field and then you know making something happen so yeah Ooh, that's like that is nice i i didn't expect for a violin a professional violin player violinist I, I did not expect that. <laughs> I wouldn't say professional violinist. Um, I'd say I'm a a, a solid amateur. A know? solid amateur. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dustin. He he's uh he he's awesome, man. He he did the score for Alone, Masquerade, and also um, is coming back for Lonely Echoes to do the score for that as well. So does you just do mostly like the music for part of the um, films, or do you actually like uh, with the scripts? Uh, no, I don't help with the scripts like for uh, Jason. Uh, I was just mainly scoring the films. And then okay. uh, for the next Project Lonely Echoes, uh, what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to get a, like a life, you know, orchestra, like a real life orchestra symphony, since I have those friends and those contacts mm-hmm. and a place to record it. Um, and we're going to, yeah, the music for Lonely Echoes is going to be pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm, it's gonna I'm, be. I'm getting excited for this already. <laughs> um, so what keeps you motivated to keep going to do films? Because some people like get that block where they just stop and like, I don't want to do this. So what keeps you guys going? Man, I have definitely experienced that. But for me, um, what really helps is meeting people like Dustin and 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 just building um, this network of of passionate hungry filmmakers and and just supporting each other uh, that really helps keeping keeping me going that's the same exact thing for me just like being able to bounce ideas thoughts um you know different directions off of you know like-minded people it's just it it's this kind of thing that when you find people who are also passionate you feel each other you know and you help become like a support system uh sometimes like with the uh you know with jason's crew you know you become like a family so that kind of thing really keeps that drive and motivation because it's for me it's that collaboration with other people so yeah okay so with that being said so for people who are listening or watching this on youtube what would you tell them like uh how much patience is required going into this type of field a ton of patience. It's a, it's a process. Like you hear these stories about overnight successes and let me tell you, those do not exist. Um, The moment that some video goes viral or some song goes viral or something, it may seem like it's an overnight success, but you don't see the years of, of hard work, perseverance and dedication that came before that moment. Um, so yeah, you, you need a ton of patience and you just need, um, you need to find ways to keep revitalizing yourself in your passion. And part of that is these connections with these other people and, uh, and a support system. 
of like-minded, passionate, strong people. And uh, um, you just don't quit. You don't quit. You got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I know for me, I've been scoring since like 2015, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just student films. And the biggest thing is just like making those contacts because nothing's going to happen overnight. Um, And as you do that, you'll find yourself growing and teaching yourself new things um so that way when a certain door opens or an opportunity you'll be more prepared for that you know uh because sometimes people just want to rush into like being at that point but maybe they're not ready for that point yet you know personally like like a journey type thing and um you know you just have to keep pushing at it and uh you know sometimes you know things just come together yeah. yeah. Growth, growth comes from consistency. If you try something, mm-hmm. you fail and you give up, you didn't grow. You, you have to push through that failure and, and, and keep going and be consistent at it. And that's, that's where growth comes from is, is consistency. Yeah. That's good answers. <laughs> so for Jason, for you, how do yeah. you choose your cast when uh, wanting to film me? Um, a lot of these, especially with this project, um, a lot of the characters were pretty were already precast when I first came up with the ideas because they they stemmed from conversations that I had from actors who I knew from other projects and um, were like, "Hey, what would your dream dream role be?" And she's and then they, they they'll tell me, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I got this this kind of." little bit of an idea so let's just kind of funnel these characters into this idea and expand the world um but whenever there isn't a character that i need to cast that i don't already have an actor lined up for i do have um like audition process i'll I'll put out on facebook here locally in the arkansas um facebook film uh page i have i'm looking for an actor this is what i'm looking for um you saw alone, uh, Mar- Marilyn Knapp, the old lady. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I cast her. I put out, I put mm-hmm. out a, I put out an ad. I had, a, I had four or five uh, different people respond. They all sent me uh, videos, and she was the one that I that I liked the best. So uh, she she got the role, and uh, we developed her character together. Went from there, and I thought I thought she did fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, she did an amazing job. I I'm I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was because I think. I had woke up about one o'clock this morning and I had watched it again because I actually, I love that, that film that you did, especially her acting. And then uh, one of the questions I had wanted to ask you, like, so like the scene where they're by the well and she's doing her thing with the young lady. Um, What was, the, what was it like filming that? Like, what was going, through, like, I wonder, wonder what was like, what was going through her head while filming that scene? The act, the actor or the character? The actor. Um, she was really excited about it. Uh, really? She, yeah, she um, she's the one that actually came up with the idea to sing the song, the lullaby. Oh. Um, so yeah, that was all her idea. Um, it, it wasn't in the script. Um, and then actually from that, we actually went back to Dustin and we're like, hey, can you incorporate this lullaby into the score? And like, yeah, there's different parts where if you listen closely, you can kind of hear that lullaby um, throughout the film. So um, yeah, that so that actually turned into a really cool uh cool thing that we did through the whole film but um yeah she's she's uh she's very she loves horror films she loves uh she was very inspired by kathy bates from misery she Mm -hmm. took a lot from that role 
Um, and she was just really excited to do that, to do that scene. Um, it was, it was an intense scene. Uh, we shot that about three or four in the morning. Um, everyone was tired. Um, but, uh, but we, we, we got it filmed and it was, it was pretty good. Um, I do, I am getting, I have gotten a lot of criticism from that scene actually. Um, and it's from, uh, a lot of people are uncomfortable with the choking noises that, and they, they're like, it lasts too long. But um, I did that on purpose because I, uh, I put, put myself through uh, some hard stuff. And I actually watched, uh, one night I stayed up and watched like four or five hours straight of people just dying from asphyxiation, like mm-hmm. just videos. And uh, I didn't want it to be something that you could really sit through and, and listen through it and watch it. And uh, I thought we did pretty good. I, th- I thought it's I don't think that it was too long because to me it it drew me in more and then yeah. at the same time it was it was like almost like waiting for like uh let it be someone so like a, a glimpse of hope of somebody coming to save this woman and then it didn't happen I was like oh yeah. <laughs> it hurt my feelings it hurt my feelings <laughs> right right so I wanted it to be rough I wanted it to be hard to sit through and I wanted it I wanted honestly, I wanted people to kind of be like, please just die. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, for people who are saying like it's their first film or their first film they're doing, and um, they cast somebody who's now difficult to work with, have you ever, which I said, what advice would you have for them? Hmm. I, I would say you typically find that out um, in the pre-production process. Like when you're, when you first approach somebody and you cast them and you're in the process of like talking about the character and, and, and you're swapping ideas and, and you're developing the, the backstory of the character in that process, you should find out if this person is hard to deal with or not. And, and, and if it's something that you don't think you guys can overcome together, uh, then you just need to part ways and, and, and they're not right for the project and, and, and replace, replace the actor. Okay, good advice. Um, how long does it take to write a screenplay? Oh, it depends. Um, the, uh, it, I've had, I've had screenplays where I have an idea and I start on it and it just flows and I just run through it and it doesn't take very long, like two or three months. Uh, I've also had screenplays where I start the process and I get into um, uh, the outline and stuff and I hit walls and it takes a long time uh, just to find that right inspiration uh, uh, to overcome the problem that I'm dealing with currently. So uh, yeah, that, that, that just depends. Jason, would you say that personal projects take the longest? Yeah, definitely. I like um, I, I get that vibe on that. Yeah. So, it means out. it means much more to you and you just want you just want it to be so perfect and so right. Yeah, you get into a, a stage where you're more kind of like self-critical because you kind of know what you want to express, but you're just trying to find the right words, visuals, ways to communicate it. Um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, that was actually going into my my next question, actually. How do you for both of you, how do you know when it's ready? Uh, for me, um, I have a small team. I have like an, uh, some people that I trust, uh, because a lot of times I get too close to these projects. And, um, so I, like at every step of the, uh, of the development process with the script, I share it and I have, 
I, I have these people read it and, and give me their thoughts and stuff like that. And um, I, I feel like it's ready when almost everybody kind of agrees that this, this is really good and we need to move forward with it. So um, definitely rely on your team and, um, and trust and trust them um, when you're too close to your project. Yeah. And sometimes when you have the means to see a project to the end, you just need to set a due date, you know, like that's the biggest thing is just, you know, if you have everything you need to get it done, like then you set that date and you stick to it. Yeah. Alrighty. So Jason, while filming, how many changes have you made to a script? Um, a lot. Um, when we'll, I mean, I'm, I'm a very collaborative director. I like, I really like to, um, I, I'm not, I'm not one that is like, Hey, my idea is the best idea. We're doing it this way or, or, or hit the highway or, or like if we're into the, into the process and somebody has a good idea, I'm completely open with that. There have been times when, uh, so last, here, here's a good example. Last October, we were in Kentucky and we we're shooting a Friday the 13th fan film called Voorhees, Not of the Beast. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're in this scene and this character saying this line and, and I, I call, I call cut and I stop it. And I'm like that, that line, it's not, it's not hitting for me. It's not resonating to me. It's not, it's not something that I feel like your character will say. Cause when you get into the process and you start to see these characters, like it's one thing to read it on paper, but it's another thing to, to be watching an actor bringing it to life. And then it's like, it's like, okay, now you have more of a sense of who this character is. And now she's saying this line, or no, it's actually a guy, this guy saying this line that just doesn't feel right for that character. And then, so I'm like, I asked, I asked him, I was like, Hey, does that, does this line feel right to you? Like, is this something that your character would say? And he, he, he agreed with me. He's like, no, like, I didn't feel comfortable with this, with saying it. It's not, it's not something that I felt, I feel like that he would be, be saying at this, at this moment. And, and the line, I actually gave it to another character who, who, whose character fit that line better. Mm -hmm. I was like, what about you? Uh, uh, Is this something that she would say? And she's all like, yeah, man, I'm very sarcastic. I'd definitely say this. And uh, so we just moved, like we gave the line to another character and it flowed so much better. It was, it it made the, it made the scene, honestly. Uh, But there's, yeah, stuff like that. When you get to a location, um, you might have to change something. It might not be uh exactly how you envisioned so you just have to be adaptable and and be open open to uh, other ideas that might be better uh than what you have and and also just kind of flow with um with your with your just be present in 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 your environment because things change and you gotta you gotta adapt to it you can't you can't try to force what you have on the page um if it if it's if it's if it's not going that you know the way it's, it's on the page. You got to be able to, to maneuver and, and adapt and keep the, keep the production going. So yeah, I've, I've changed the script quite a bit. Okay. So that's good. Bring me to a question. When you are putting the films together, do you start with the structure of it first or do you start with the scenes? Do I start with what first? Like structuring it. Do you start with structuring it first or do you just start writing out like the scenes first? Uh, I like, I like to start with, with an idea first. Okay. Um, and then from that idea, I, I, I expand a character. It's like, okay, what, what character would, would be in this position? 
And then once I have a character that I like, then I try to inject some kind of universal theme into the character that a lot, a large portion of the audience can relate to. Um, and then from that theme, I build the story and, um, I, I have a, a structure, uh, at that point, I, 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 write a, um, um, a, uh, shoot, what's the word outline, an outline. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I have an outline, a beginning, middle and end, and I know exactly where we're going, then I'll start writing the script from the outline. All right, uh, Dustin. So for you, when you're doing a scoring or the scoring, uh, when you work on a particular scene, like what is your process for it? Um, so my project, uh, my process is uh, sometimes I'll get the script first, so I'll read through the script. That'll give me some ideas, um, but I can't necessarily stick to any certain things because you know sometimes they change. So mm-hmm. usually when I get the first draft of like the rough draft of the film is when I dissect it. So I watch the whole thing, see how I'm feeling, you know, in general. And then I dissect it into the different bits. Like, okay, um, who's the main character in this story? Like, you can have the person who's, like, following along. But who are the key people or person uh, that the story is focused towards? And then you think about their perspective on how they're taking it in. Um, so once you kind of like analyze the different parts, you know, and try to get to know, then I'll maybe talk with, you know, Jason and we'll kind of go over and I'll be like, is this what you're wanting? Okay, cool. Oh, that's not what you're wanting. And then we find like a middle ground. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll go through and think of the soundscapes. Um, you know, is this more like a techno techno realm or is this like you know detective i don't know um and then for alone in that one there was a lot of kind of um it was like ambiguity you know in terms of like things not being on the surface Mm -hmm. so so that's what i wanted to display through there um hence the melody and the sound having this kind of uh this kind of uh, intertwining uh chromaticism to it you know it's like this creeping along like something's mm-hmm. uh something's brewing or developing uh so that's usually how i'll, I'll go through a film okay yeah, for alone um i actually sent uh sent dustin like i had every single scene uh kind of broken down and kind of how yeah. i wanted yeah. the audience to feel for each scene um and then when i saw what he did with that i was like dude you're you're freaking awesome so for masquerade i didn't do that for masquerade with him I, I i pretty much told him look i trust you you can have all the creative reins that you want just do what you think with masquerade and again it turned out awesome so. well and also um it's a lot easier when you have a vision that you can see like you know that someone has thought about some of these different things and you know they communicated it to the actors and the crew and it's all there. So really, my job as the film composer is to translate everything that they put in um, mm-hmm. as as sound, as music, you know, um, to enhance, um, be it, you know, um, kind of this main theme that everybody's like hearing, or if it needs to be more subtle on the surface, uh, on like subsurface, kind of just like 
you know, just a blanket for everything else. Um, so, yeah. So speaking of Masquerade, I was, I was actually about to go into Masquerade. Um, did you watch that one too? I did. And yes. it, <laughs> I was, when you said that you, uh, you watched alone, I was worried that you didn't watch Masquerade. Yeah. I oh, like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I definitely watched it. And I don't know who, I, I don't know where you got the idea from or the, the the Sylvia character where did the crazy come from with the Sylvia character because I I was like mind blown and I wasn't expecting that turn either yeah um so again like I mentioned earlier how a lot of the uh the actors that I had um I had already had their them in mind for these characters well Olivia and Sylvia is one of the main examples of that uh Samantha is another one but uh uh who played Cat in Alone but uh for Olivia, we were sitting at a breakfast with a, or a dinner with a whole bunch of other actors and, and directors in, in Birmingham at an Olive Garden. And we we're just going around the table talking about our dream roles. And she, it came to her and she's like, man, I just want to play like this, this bad shit, crazy character that um, is, is just absolutely insane, but you can't help but like her. Like, mm-hmm. like you kind of feel weird about liking her. <laughs> and um, some of her examples were, were Harley Quinn and um uh baby uh from the rob zombie movies house of a thousand corpses and um three from hell and devil's rejects that that character and so uh i was like let's let's do it and so that's where masquerade the idea for masquerade started uh and then um i took 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 that she wanted to play this this crazy character and i was like well what can we do with a character like that and then um i was like well let's uh let's make her this supermodel who is just crazy but using her uh her looks and and her profession as a mask mm-hmm. um to hide what the monster that she actually is and uh so we took that idea and just expanded it into this story that theme expanded it the theme runs through the whole movie every character is either figuratively or literally wearing a mask so um yeah that's how that came came about so for so for the Sylvia character, was it your idea or her, or her idea to make it um, well, after she murdered these people that all oh, these are now my friends in my head type that situation? Was that was your yeah, idea? My, How did yeah. you come up with that? Because at first I was confused. I'm like, wait, I thought she killed him, but now he's standing uh-huh. right there. And I was like, oh, I get yeah. it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, uh, I was, I was writing, I was writing that scene and, uh, I was like, man, it'd be cool if she, like, we saw another layer here. Um, Cause the, we were in the, like, I was getting into the torture scene and I'm like, uh, if we can just show another layer of her craziness here, how can we do that? And um, I had a bunch of different ideas and then that one popped up. I was like, what if, what if like she just starts seeing Clint and starts talking to him and they don't react to him. And it's, it's just another facet of her mind. And then from there, I'm just like, okay, so, so then she kills people and then she creates like this weird version of them in her mind that she keeps as friends like forever. And, uh, and that's, yeah. And we went from there we did it again at the end with Bailey uh, or Lizzie, the, the girl with the umbrella at the end who. Oh yeah. Tortured. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, you know, we're doing a lot more with this character going forward in Lonely Echoes and then in the fourth one, Unmasked. So there's more of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, because uh, that was an amazing that was an amazing uh film, by the way. Thank you. Because sometimes, like, um, I normally need somebody to watch horror films with me because you know sometimes I might have a nightmare or two. But I'm like, no, this was really good, <laughs> and it Thanks. was well written. Everything went perfect with that with that film. Appreciate so, that. So, um, speaking of, so the Friday the Thirteenth is fan film, right? Yes, that you're making. Okay. So can you tell us a little more about that? I know at the end of the trailer, I believe I watched, and it says it's coming out in May. We were planning on it to come out in May, but we recently had a bit of a tragedy um, in our film family. The editor um, and and my partner, my producing partner in it, his name is Jason Mansfield. He recently suffered a stroke, and um, he's currently in the hospital. Um, so uh, the chances of us making that May 13th deadline are not very good now that that has happened. Um, so I don't know when it's going to come out, but um, I can tell, I can talk about the film. Uh, it takes place. Uh, if there's any Friday the 13th fans out there, it takes place between uh, Friday the 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan and part nine, Jason goes to hell. And um, it is an origin story for Creighton Duke. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the franchise from, from Jason goes to hell. Um, it's, tells the story of his first encounter with Jason. Um, and it also happens to be a Jason versus Bigfoot movie. Wow. Wait. <laughs> yeah. A Jason versus Bigfoot movie. Yes. Was yes. that your idea? Yes. Well, the person I mentioned earlier, Jason Mansfield, uh, uh-huh. we, we came up with that idea together. Um, when I first decided I wanted to make a Jason, uh, fan film, uh, I put out into the universe. I was like, Hey, I'm making this movie. Anyone want to help? And he was one of the first people to respond. He's like, man, I'd love to help. And, um, he is really big into Sasquatch and paranormal stuff. Uh, and I was just like looking through his Facebook one day. Uh, and I just noticed all of these Bigfoot costumes that he has and just all of this, all this stuff. And I'm like, Hey, what, what do you think about doing a Jason versus Bigfoot movie? Um, I was like, I can, I, I mean, I'm a huge Jason fan. I can handle the, the, the Jason stuff to make sure he's, he's treated correctly. You can handle like the Bigfoot stuff to make sure that, uh, any Bigfoot fans out there are happy with that and, and how that's portrayed. And, uh, um, that's done correctly. And, uh, it, it went from there. <laughs> okay. Cause when I was watching the trailer, like, uh, cause I, I didn't know, I didn't know the other character was the Bigfoot was Bigfoot. Yeah. And I was like, well, wait, did they add Freddy into this too? So I was like, it was looking like, I was kind of sure. like, is this going to be like a crash of like a whole bunch of like horror characters like from that we know of from past horror movies? I'm like, I need it. <laughs> we've been, we've been trying to, uh, uh, we, we've been publicizing that it, that Bigfoot is in it and it's a Jason versus Bigfoot movie, but we've been trying to keep pictures of Bigfoot off uh, secret kind of. He is in the film, but mm-hmm. he's got like, uh, like there's letters all over his face and then like a blood splatter. So you, you can kind of see him, but not really see him really well. So I'm praying for your partner's recovery on this project. Thank you. I, I'm, and I'm waiting. I'm going to be definitely be looking for when this uh, project drops um, because I, I need the conclusion to this now, especially with the whole Bigfoot uh, <laughs> being put into there. So speaking of the supernatural uh, angle, um, do you think that in the future, uh, you'd be seeing stuff doing something similar to like how the supernatural TV show went? 
possibility. I mean, I love, I love supernatural. Um, but I, I mean, I don't have anything on the, on the, uh, on the books that is anything like that right now, but yeah, I mean, I'm open to anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for you, Dustin. So, uh, for, did you do the, the scoring for the Friday the 13th movie? Uh, no, just alone in masquerade. Yeah. Okay. So, um, be so, what other projects besides, besides the one you couldn't talk about that you, uh, have have you done? Like in the past? Yeah. Oh, um, a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. One of my first, uh, one of my one of my first films that I did was um, Aveline, and it was by this uh, this girl Mackenzie and uh, and Hannah. These two girls that were collaborating. And let's see, I mean, there's just a ton. There's a ton. Okay. I have them on my Instagram, like just like one minute bits. And then um, uh, I need to make an updated reel, but I've, I've done like 30 short films in the past five years. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. Um, and uh, all for free also, because oh, I wow. just love collaborating. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, right. But but uh but yeah i mean there's just there's a lot so follow me on instagram and you'll see like some highlighted ones <laughs> that uh did well at like film festivals here in arkansas um i i work with um a great spanish uh producer paula and um uh she's had a couple films that have gone like you know like overseas to spain uh and you know around so yeah i love paula she's awesome yeah she's great awesome all righty before hey, what was the one what was the project you did with shana klein because she, uh, she was the one that first told me about you yeah yeah um we were working together uh with uh chris towley and he was doing his own kind of like uh like tv series he did a pilot um and i scored uh for that it was called uh disconnected that's right um and we met on that set and then uh she she knew Jason and then recommended me to Jason being like, hey, um, here's a film composer, you know. Uh, I She probably said some good things, I hope. I, she I don't did. Know. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and, and yeah, and then and then we clicked and worked on our projects. So, yeah. All righty. So before I let you guys go, Dustin, can you tell people where they can find you on our social media and where can they book you at? Oh, um... Yeah, uh, you can find me. Uh, I post uh, a good amount on Instagram. So just Dustin Yoder, probably 96, because I was born 96. Um, but yeah, you, you'll you'll see my face. Um, you know, uh, if you can't find me, you can probably find Jason, look under his friends and, and find me there. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I use Instagram, like just shoot me a message uh an inquiry be like hey you need a compo i need a composer or something <laughs> all righty yeah. all right jason you want to let the people know where they can find you at or, or book sure. some special events with you yeah i'm on uh i'm on facebook uh there's a lot of jason pitches but you'll find me uh um i'm also on instagram uh jason.steven.pitts on instagram uh i'm on uh twitter uh, I think it's Jason Dash Pitts or underscore on Twitter. 
Um, I'm also, you can search me on uh, TikTok. I've, <laughs> I've done a few little <laughs> dumb TikTok videos recently, but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I got a, I have a YouTube channel. Again, you can just search Jason Pitts on there. Uh, I did recently take a loan off of there. Uh, it's no longer public. It's private again. Um, it's starting to get picked up by some streaming services, which is fantastic. Um, it's You can watch alone now on Plex. Uh, it's a free streaming service, and it got picked up by, by Tubi recently. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's not available on Tubi yet. It's in the process. They're, they're in the process of uploading it and it being ready. But so that's going to happen soon. But they did pick it up, which is oh, awesome. Congrats on that. Thank you. And uh, Masquerade is currently at the beginning of its film festival run. That's uh, going to go throughout the rest of the year. I think we still have 40, 40 or so festivals to compete in. And to date, uh, we've won 11 awards, five uh, best horror shorts, uh, two best directors, one best acting, one best screenplay. And oh, so it's doing congrats. pretty good. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. All righty. So Jason and Dustin, thank you all. Well, thank you for coming and talking yeah. with me and the crew. That's the other two that's over there. Um, make sure you guys go check them out on social media and make sure you go go check out them films when you get a chance to. Uh, yeah, the Instagogo, Lonely Echoes. We really, uh, really need a lot of support there. Yeah, I will be posting a in link. There'll be a link in the description of the video and audio version. So make sure y'all go down and click on that link to support that. So once again, thank you both for coming on. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Wait, wait, why would you sit us? I'm about to click you say juicy for what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute now. Shit. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Uh oh, accord, oh old man theater, according to him, everybody, gas is still too damn high. We just want to get that out the way too. But it then went down a little bit. I can't complain as much as I did last week. <laughs> I found something for three sixty nine. Okay, paying, yeah, that's a big difference. When I was paying four seventy something on the road, mm, 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 so that's yeah. a dollar cheaper. That is a dollar cheaper. <clears throat> Somebody's doing something right somewhere that is going down. They said in Chicago, somebody was getting away. Was it $200,000 worth of gas or something like that? I think when my mom was watching the news earlier. That's what I guess all the people call their stuff trying to get dry their ass down. What the fuck are you going to drive down and get the gas and waste all that gas coming right back? Yeah, because I think, yeah. but the max that you could get was $50 in gas, so free gas. I'll stay my black ass down. <laughs> so, Old Man Theater, what news did you have for the people? About um uh, uh uh what's his name juicy fruit ju delicious <laughs> juicy smooth delicious bye smooth young oh and I talked to your mama today too who really? yeah but anyway oh um, who who um, mine you know who I'm talking about that's what I'm saying you, you talk to mine you, yeah. you talk to your mama okay. yeah not well. <laughs> Me and my trail mama already talking. We we getting him a, a, okay. a somewhere in a cold place. We're gonna <laughs> lock him. They gonna He's cool, but um, yeah, uh, um, I, I heard that they got him out. Yes, juicy smooth yay is free. So 
I had saw some earlier in the day today or was or yesterday where they were talking about uh they they were going to deal with expecting for him to be released pending some type of investigation or something like that. And then right before uh, the recording, you had sent me the thing and it was like, oh, he's free from jail uh, pending a, I guess something about an unconstitutional charges that was brought against him and uh, and there will be an investigation. So it's still, he still might have to serve some jail time. It just depend on uh, what the, what the investigation brings. I'm sorry. I think that he should serve some, at least all of it. I mean, everybody else was, he he fucked up. He lied. He know that he lied. But I mean, I mean, but he did a whole. But so, he but, a, but, if, but he, even he if it was a less famous person, they still like they still a person still would have the options whether to pay the restitution or a fine or face or do the jail time. So I feel like if he paid the restitutions and the fine, he should just walk free. No, they still had that on there with it, man. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, like just uh, as as I know that it's been situations where people have have had the option whether to pay money or go to jail, basically. So I was saying, like after their investigation, and they say, "Oh, well, we just want him to pay the restitution," and then uh. Okay, who got who got uh who uh I was I don't know I'm hearing myself through somebody microphone. Um Okay. Um but yeah, they know that I'm just saying like if they say like depending at the end of their investigation, they say, Oh, well, we just want him to pay the restitution and the fine, and then that's it, then I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't. So what how many years is they talking about since it's only like what uh 155 months. Yeah. I thought you, you said 100 and something. I thought you spent 100 some years. I was like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> five, uh, five months. He could, he could sit his ass in there five months. He'd be out. He'd been sitting like there it. long. He, 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 could, up, he could finish it off. He took up valuable time, even though the majority of the police are still crooked as hell. But he mm-hmm. took up valuable um, um, city time and people time when Somebody could have been somewhere getting murdered or something like that while they run around here to find out who the hell then Jack dude or or who didn't or whatever have you. That's man, uh, that ain't what we paying taxes for. So the family did put out a statement and they saying that the police or the, the judge, the public, the public perception of him, they want us to believe that. It was a hoax, and from what the family is saying, apparently the police officers and uh, interviewed somebody after it all happened, and the man said that he did see two white men running off. So what? But it was two black guys they got charged for. Well, they went to jail for. Yeah, so what they were saying was so the family was like the two black guys who got uh who were originally arrested for it, they saying that they use the police use certain tactics, which is basically party star no more try to do bad cop, good cop type thing, uh, to get them to confess to something they didn't do. Or to to tell the story that they gave is what the family is saying. Yeah, but it would be somebody that he played a part with or new or whatever how would they know that 
I don't get it. Well, how did they know that the police officers would starve the guys, or how did they know? Because supposedly, wasn't he supposed to be uh, had some kind of affair with one of them on behind the scenes or something? Of uh, 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 um, whatever the name of that show was, Empire. I don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like the judge, the judge painted the perception that. These two black guys saw Jesse as the opportunity to get into like movie roles or make it into that world. Oh my goodness. I'm just getting some bad feedback. Uh to get into that world of, of film or whatever. And so and so that's the what whatever that's what the judge painted the perception of. They was basically trying to use Jesse to get into you no know, movies and TV and all this other kind of stuff. And Jesse preyed on their basically on their innocence and paid the money to do such acts. And the family is saying that there's a whole nother different story to this. And there's a lot that the public or the police officers did not release to the public about the case. And during the trial process and everything, the family has been putting out stuff and putting stuff out there and, um, Presenting, I guess, in a way, presenting evidence that a whole different story happened. So now it's so now it's basically this, the the evidence and the story that they were able to put up versus what the public, what the judge and the public and the public defender, not the public defender, what they call the prosecutor, put painted for us. So it's almost like they're. It's like almost like they they trying to paint him as a criminal, like he's the worst of the worst. He's the he's the, all the, he did basically just trying to make it seem like he was just a horrible person. Is what they tried the judge and the prosecutor and all these people tried to paint him as, and the family is like, no, this isn't him, and we have evidence and we have this to show that what they're saying is not what happened. So it's almost like a wait and see on what's going to go on at this point. Eventually, they got to they got to bring the evidence to the table. Yeah, and and I think what they're what the family is trying to do is get like for uh like uh video evidence of the actual like interrogations that they did do with the two young men that um the police refused to make public. Uh, whew, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's a hard one. Oh my god! Yeah, I am having so many audio issues. If y'all hear audio issues during this recording, y'all, I am so sorry. You said what? What do you mean? Something is eating me. I sound horrible. No, it just sounds like crunching, like crunching. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, but I'm like, I don't know yeah. what's going on. That's what I sound like. I don't know if it's me or. Well, you got to figure it out. Well, I don't hear none of that. I'm adjusting my levels right now, but okay, it seems to be not doing it right now. So, okay, <sighs> we got yeah. it. It doesn't do it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, on the last episode, <laughs> I have forgot to mention this. And Old Man Theater forgot to remind me. We got to send prayers to our homie Biggie 
If you're not familiar with Big E, Big E is a WWE superstar who was performing in a match and he was supposed to, it was supposed to be a belly to belly maneuver and there go that damn sound again. God damn it. Yeah. And hey. he was supposed to be performing a belly to belly maneuver. Uh he was supposed to be the one that's in the maneuver. What is going on? Is this your hair? Okay, we switch the channel. Is that can y'all still hear it? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still doing it? No. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, he was supposed to be performing this belly to belly maneuver. Uh so well somebody's supposed to be doing a maneuver on him and it's still doing it, some bitch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. Okay, wait. Let me unhook my microphone real fast. Why the old people ain't talk? Um, Shut up. Who's that? Call old. So he was supposed to be performing. Yeah, I'm hearing the echo. Like, I'm hearing like my voice come through somebody else's microphone, is what it sounds like. Um, just want technology to work. And basically, he got tossed over the over somebody's shoulder like like this. He supposed to go over the head, almost like a German suplex, but from the front. And he let it neck first, and uh, and, and, and shit. huh? More or less top of the head first. Yeah, and damaged uh, his C six and C one uh, vertebrae. So, so nine or five eight and three two right now. So, um, there, like I said, they, they did report there'd be no surgery needed. Oh my God, what is going on? <sighs> we can hear you, majority. You know, it's just a little sound. You, I mean, you good. We can still hear you. We'll see, uh, hear what I don't want about. it to sound horrible in people's ear, though. It ain't sounding horrible in my ear. I don't give a shh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And then it's weird because like I'm hearing it through my ear things too. So I was like, uh. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. So yeah, uh Drew McIntyre did go to the uh, hospital and said Biggie was in big spirits, he was happy, uh, he's not upset about anything that the whole situation right now. They just basically like, hey, stuff happens, it's live TV. It's sports entertainment. <laughs> so old man theater. What happened? Life is a bitch. Oh, oops, my bad. <laughs> Damn, how you just gonna say? <laughs> Damn. Oh, man, theater. Why can't you just behave for one day? Right. I try. I try. I you try. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta take care of something for me tomorrow too. Your your girl up in MIC. Was trying to get with me today. <laughs> Are we talking about? Am I ask you about it later? <laughs> you know I'm you always Twitter. I'm I said yes, he is. I said I'm finna text him right now. Tell him that you down down here. You you over here by me, and you trying to lap dance with me. <laughs> and you know she. <laughs> 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 
Hey, I said, I said, I'm not ready to hit him with a heat tank carry you tomorrow. I ain't going to run. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> but yeah, Ooh. one of my will be starting there on the 28th second shift. I told you to tell them don't do it. Uh, uh, that was before I know. Uh, well, my niece had told me about it. And then I seen her FaceTime her mama today. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I tell my they ain't got a hold to the last name yet. I said, I hope they don't. I said, just don't say nothing. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. That is that is so sad. It is. So speaking of y'all, that latest edition of Rose Check In is available on my TikTok and Facebook, yeah. my personal Facebook page. Make sure y'all go check that out. Show us support, like it. Because we need we need Rose. We need to get Rose to go viral. We, we yeah. Need, hey, need to get her on there. She's doing it like Stevie. <laughs> yeah, I, I had posted the extended version uh like an hour or two ago. I seen that part too. Mm-hmm. Then you had Goofball sitting to the side just smacking, eating, eating and stuff. <laughs> that he yeah. was. Oh my god. So that's pretty much been our episode. Uh old man theater, as usual. You got any advice for the people? Stay single. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. You got a Did you take your old man meds? No, I didn't take the meds. Follow your first mind, maybe your second. Whichever one tell you the best or that you're hearing the most out of, stick to that. Oh, your first mind. You know. Uh, Heffa SMA. <laughs> slash soon to be only fan star of the year. What you got what you got for the people? Not only fans. Well, what I got for the peoples is watch your damn kids. Because kids are smarter than we are. Things are more efficient. They got more connections to get shit that we never had or never thought of getting. Watch the children. That's all I got. Because mm-hmm. I'm a smart kid. I got what I want when I needed what I want and I gave back what I didn't want. We had two different generations. I know. Papa was right. a stone. Dun, dun, dun. Wherever I laid my hat was my home. Mm-hmm. But what? That's mm-hmm. As always, people, oh, I got the, we got the deals for y'all. If y'all trying to find some new clothes and stuff, make sure y'all head over to habits365.com and use code Anthony4. Receive 20% off your purchases. Uh head over to repsports.com and like get some get you some energy drinks, some protein shakes, some pre-workouts. Uh like old man theater need him some energy drinks, some energy stuff. Make sure y'all help him out. Oh, Lord have mercy. And then you ain't got it no more. That much right. Use code. <laughs> use code Martel One to receive ten percent off your purchase. <laughs> ain't no more. Right. And, and check out Steel Hunger Grill. He's on all all uh, social media. Holla at him. Let them know that you heard about them through uh, 
same day, different day podcast. What? What podcast is that? <laughs> I can't oh. pronounce nothing right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> and don't forget to head over to bearskin.com, bearskn.com, and use code Anthony B to receive 5% off your purchases, people. Make sure y'all have a clink clink moment. This has been Sane Cast Different Day Podcast, the number one podcast for Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z's. Y'all have a good night, people, and we'll see you all on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>